It is a time of division and indifference, and only one group dares laugh in the face of it all. Kamikaze Snowmen! Fighting the morally ambiguous forces of the Apatheticon, using only an assortment of guns, magic, and giant robots. Kamikaze Snowmen! Terry, Paul, and Josh are the Kamikaze Snowmen! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Kamikaze Snowcast for October 2012. This month on the Kamikaze Snowcast, we take a look at everybody's favorite morose maritimer, Bargos, King of the Ocean, and the song dedicated to him. At the end of the podcast, we, as usual, have a brand new song to debut, and we also sit down with Valley Meadows for a very special interview. Kamikaze Snowmen! To the eels and I swim down really far. I use seaweed and coral to build my underwater car. I pass the sharks and the manta rays to my throne room down below. I guess you could say I'm not your average underwater Joe. Cause I'm king of what good does that do? I am lord over a hundred billion starfish, but none of them can Everybody calls me Bargos, that's not really my name. But try and tell that to a huge ass whale when he's got a bad migraine. I can't breathe the air, well I'll tell you that really sucks. Scuba divers come down and try to take apart my underwater car, oh man those guys are really schmucks. But What good does that do? 
command the starfish to attack the scuba divers, but they still won't move. And all the fishies sing. So you've just listened to uh, Bargos, King of the Ocean, the original um, <laughs> studio version, the fully orchestrated, <laughs> <laughs> the fully synthesized version yeah, it's a, that appeared on uh, Four Bold now Flavors. We, now we did have strings coming, like your guitar coming in as well. I think that's what yeah. makes it bearable. Well, and it's <laughs> it's really cool. I like that that version a lot because yeah. it it does have this very Caribbean right, sort of those, reggae little, feel yeah. almost to it. Uh, just with the way you know the the beat because we had a, right. a beat off the keyboard, um, pretty much. Yeah, we, that's exactly. I mean, and uh, and we recorded that, and you did all the strings, the strings and stuff too. And we had that extended intro, um, which I really like. I still like that version. I, I do too. I think it's a lot of fun. It's really really nice with the bass but that and everything wasn't, on there. Now that wasn't. Now we did that later though, right? Yeah. Well, of course we we wrote everything um, you, with just an acoustic guitar or two. And then or we performed it like piano, the next day or that yeah. day if you want to, I guess. Wasn't well, yeah, it that the, very day? No, it was It was the next, well, it might have been Because it was like four and three because, or one in the morning or something. Yeah. Right? Okay, so the story behind how Bargos <laughs> came to be. As Terry and I, uh, we were living together um, uh, along with uh, our, our friend Nate Scholl. Right. Um, and it was, I, I, boy, I'm trying to remember when Underground Unplugs were because it would have been like been... Wednesday or Tuesday. Oh gosh! Because uh, they we were I think that they were on late Thursdays. on a weeknight. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it was college. <laughs> so, so, so yeah. So we're up like super late, and I, I honestly, I can't remember if we just decided, hey, should we try to write something now, or we really need to sit down and write something, or we might have even been practicing. Maybe for, we were, and we came up with that little riff. Maybe un- Underground Unplugged the next next night. Um, well, I had actually like had that, I had that chord structure, 
because mm-hmm. um, I, I had come up with that earlier, and I think we were practicing. We were getting our set okay. list. We were practicing for the Underground Unplugged the next day, or that, that day. day. <laughs> if you want to get technical about <laughs> it, yeah, it probably was. And uh, we decided to, to write something. <laughs> For whatever reason, we just decided that was it was time to write something, and so I said, "Oh, you know, I've got this this chord structure I've been working on." So I started playing through it a couple of times. And you were sitting there, kind of taking it in, and and you sang the first lyric. That <laughs> I, I grab onto the eels and I swim down really far, right. and I started laughing. <laughs> and I for just me, it was like laughing. It, it went yeah. back to scuba diving because yeah, that was because you scuba in Crystal this, Lake, right? At Vortex Springs, it was a crystal clear, yeah, lake yeah. That in Florida that we there did our go. training in. Yeah, and there were a lot of eels yeah. at night, and it was just really horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so when you burst out laughing, I'm like, really? <laughs> That's a very vivid memory for me. <laughs> and, but for me, you started singing that, and I immediately had this picture of like, because, you know, Aquaman is oftentimes just totally berated and, and yeah, made fun of because he's useless. he talks to fish. Right. I had this image of this guy who was like king of the ocean, but he wore a short sleeve shirt and a tie, and it was just like, just like the most, you know, a, a, a total knob yeah. as far as the the world is concerned. But he was the do king of the ocean. You still see Bargos that way? I do. I, I, I see. I, I kind see of, I kind of have him a Neptune figure now. Well, I I, I give him the big beard and wavy hair. Oh, okay. okay. Before it was like he was just like a the normal, normal office dude. guy, just like cubicle worker who's been there for 15, 20 years and can't get yeah. any higher up. But he was the king of the ocean. <laughs> But now I see him like that, but but he has the big beard, you right. know, which is why we need to get Adam to true to, to think, totally gel up yeah, his he hair. He would be a very it. good a candidate for Bargos. That would be, dude. We have to do that sometime. We have to get him to come well, up. He's a fan of the I'm song. Bargos. He would love it. Um, anyway, oh, so so that's what came into my head. I mean, just instantly, right. I had this backstory for this guy. He's and it was king late, of the ocean. so you start laughing, oh. and I start laughing. You're just, well, you just looked at me like, what? Like, Because there was nothing funny in anything you had just said. No. Nothing inherently funny. Not it was all just, it just flashed in my head like yeah. that. That's the whole thing. And, and so I, and I started describing it to you. And I'm just like, yeah, I just had this image of this guy. It's like, that's how he gets around. He's like, he's right. the king of the ocean, but no one cares. You know, yeah. shorts and shirt and a tie. Right, he's like a total. Right. And you started laughing. So we're both laughing. We're at tears <laughs> at this point. And you, through the tears, choke out, can his name be Bargos? And I said, I think it's important that it is. <laughs> yeah, like, where did I get that? I don't even know where the... And then I, I think, think since then I've figured like barges and well, stuff. Well, that's like what that. I immediately thought. Barge. Was a barge. Just, that's a, there's but a power behind that name. You know? But there's something again kind of Caribbean about it. It's uh, yeah. Bargos. Bargos. And, yeah. And Bargos was born, and we wrote the yeah. rest of the song in like crying, like, like, like we were five laughing. minutes. I think we, we were laughing the entire so way through hard. it. Well, and we wrote that first verse, okay? You know, and it's like oh, he's got the starfish and everything. <laughs> and uh, I want to say it was me. For the second verse, but I, I, think I so. honestly I can't remember for sure. But just this whole idea that his name isn't actually right, Bargos, right. and but, we never say what his real name is but, either. But everyone calls him that anyway. Hey, look, there's and Bargos in the ocean. What's he, he up can't to? Get anybody, he can't get anybody to acknowledge that, that right. he has another name. You know, it's like it's well, just, he's also underwater a very a big majority of his time. So, you know, I don't know how the, good that does, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, I just love that. I mean, he's such a, I'm such a great sure you, character. You came up with the underwater car and all that too, didn't you? Uh, 
Honestly, because he I'm does, not he has. Sure. And if you listen to the lyrics, I don't know how many people do, but he yeah. has an underwater car, but it's only briefly sketched. Really, yeah. The song because proper. scuba divers tried to take over my underwater car. I think that might right. have actually. I don't know. He yours. uses seaweed and coral to, to build, build his it, underwater remember? car. Yeah, that's another line. I just, yeah. Okay, so I, I came up with that. I think I that think he uses so. seaweed and coral to build his underwater car, <laughs> and then you had that scuba divers were always coming down trying yeah. to take it apart because they're always <laughs> like it's a science, like an expedition yeah. of some kind, right? It's just plague. Which my scuba diver, which I think was great because it spawned that sketch which I still I have people oh, who know I, it that still I remember it was what it's just that whole Carl 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 I think the sketch is actually called How to Take a Part of an Underwater, underwater car. car which is hilarious because if you don't know the song Bargos it's pretty and you weird. listen to that album it's just completely out of the blue. Is it on a different album than Bargo? No, it's on the same album, oh, okay, but it good, comes good. first. It's oh, it the does. second track on the album. Oh, I didn't know that. On Four Bowl Flavors. We <laughs> do the Four Bowl Flavors song, and then it goes right. right into How to Take Apart an Underwater Car. Wow. And then there's, I think Bargos is like number seven on yeah, the disc. It takes a while so there's like five more songs before <laughs> you get to Bargos, and then it all ties <laughs> in. And, uh, That's jeez. But yeah, so we, we came up with it. That night, you know, two, three o'clock in the morning, we are laughing so hard at this, just tears right. streaming. We write the rest of this song. We get this beautiful uh, picking part yeah, that we, really we opening between the, the two guitars, yeah. um, and just how beautiful that actually sounded. Yeah. And then there was uh, suddenly concern, I think, right? Well, well, and then because we were practicing our set, and uh, I think you suggested that we play it, and I'm like, I don't think anybody else is going to find this funny because. I, th- I think we both were aware that it was like two in the yeah, morning. Yeah, it was like and one of those we, late night things we found funny. <laughs> we might not find it funny in after morning, we woke up, right? you know. But uh, but we're like, you know what? Why not? Let's, Let's just, just do, do it. it. It's yeah. it's kind of cool. It's got a nice guitar part, and so we played it the next night. And, no fear either. Uh, we just went, yeah, we, we just we, did it. We finished with it. That was our closing yeah. song. And I don't. We had a good audience that night. Or oh, I, I remember man. it going over well, extremely well. And it was, it was the Underground Unplugged, which was uh, Moorhead State University. Mm-hmm. Um, had a uh, I don't know if I've heard that it's closed since. Maybe it's reopened, oh. but they they had a, a non-alcoholic bar essentially right, right. Uh, down in the basement of the Union. It was it was kind of a it nice was little really place. Cool. It was really cool. It was quite large actually. Yeah, and it had a stage and everything. And, a, yeah. yeah, and then like a juice bar and whatnot. Right. It was pretty cool. And so we played these underground unplugged sessions sometimes because. Mostly, I think it was really funny to us because there were all these like college guys with a guitar getting up there, like, with, like singing covers of Dave Matthews Band. Well, or you, you had either that or these really sad, sort of untormented and melancholy yeah. college student songs that everyone's like, oh God. You, know? you went down there and you found stereotypes, is what you found. Yeah, and pretty then, much. And then yeah. we came in, and I'd say all but one or two of the times we played down there, we had. Uh, they, they loved us. Yeah, because I mean, I don't know. It was just so it bizarre. Was, usually, too. it was bizarre, and it was it was <laughs> funny. It was something you know, because no one else, no one else went down there to be funny, oh, yeah. except uh, Quinnell and he, yeah, uh, he succeeded. And a, he had an, there was another guy. That, and I can't yeah. remember his name now, and it's going to drive me nuts. But they had they had some funny songs. You know, honestly, until we like we had, I think we'd done like the Red Rooster maybe or something like, by that point. But until we did the Underground Unplugged, I I didn't think. I was like, this was just kind of a goof. Like, occasionally yeah, we did yeah. songs, and it's fun, and for, like, a few people that know us, it's really cool. But, like, yeah. it's the, we did that, and we're like, wow, we found our audience, you know, these yeah. people that, you know. And we always seem to come on late, you know, kind of yeah. later in the evening, so it was, like, it was pretty good because they're having to sit through, you know, whether it's good or bad, you know, they're just sitting through all these normal sort of sets of music, and then, 
come in there and give them Bargo solvents out of her yeah. butt, and it just kind of worked, I guess. It well, was and really I was bizarre. amazed by the audience response because they thought it. Because if you listen through the song, there's not anything that's explicitly laugh out loud fun. God, there's it's a the lot concept, of, right? There's a lot of it's just it's the concept. <laughs> it's so bizarre. It's, it's such a strange concept, but people buy into it, yeah. and they they really it just hit them right. And even the the fishy sing at the right. end, like especially in the 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 fully orchestrated right. yeah. version oh, of that, I remember where we did the so long trying to get the pitch the, the pitch thing yeah. to work. Yeah, so we had those little high pitched fishy yeah, voices. Yeah, that was tough. Girls loved that. Yeah, yeah, it was really unaccountable. I just had no idea why it worked. Oh, that's so cute and hilarious. They they loved that part on that. Uh, And and going into the chorus and everything, it it really does kind of feel epic. King of the Ocean. It's one of the few songs where we do have a really good trade-off between verse and... Because you take the chorus for the most part, and I do the harmony, and I just do the rest... And so we have a nice trade-off of our strengths, I think, you know. Yeah. You're not well, forcing me to play the rhythm guitar, and, <laughs> you know, I can just kind of dick around that, doing that. That and Bargos. Oh, that, that. I think that's, I think that's when we laid that down, or, I don't know if we did that, we I, we had to have done that during our first performance of it, but. Oh, yeah, yeah, we I did. remember laying it down in the, maybe we recorded the acoustic version first, I can't remember, but I remember putting that in there, and us we finding it extremely put, funny. Well, because <laughs> I, I, we uh, I think when we were playing it through and writing it, I was, we were, we were singing the chorus, and you go, Bargos! Right? You know, and we're just like, and of it course sounds we so foreboding, for like you know? It's, like it's ridiculously foreboding. Yeah. Bargos! It sounds so, yeah. And then when we did it on the recording, so there's like the echo on it. Right. Bargos, Bargos, Bargos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that good stuff. It's really... Uh, that, I think that's the moment when people laugh, actually, because they're like, what is this song? And then we... Yeah. Like, Say that they're like, oh, I got it now. And it's really bizarre. I love that we get super serious on that because we're like, King of the Ocean, Bargos. It's like super intense all of a sudden. It's like he just pops into frame, you know. Bargos. For those of you in Radio Land, Josh is doing the 3D effect to me. That's what we need. Somehow it just needs somebody with his hands like ah coming to get you. You know, totally. Just, just suddenly popping into Bargos, and then he's out, and it's this peaceful song again about this poor guy's dilemma. But the thing is, I, I and I absolutely loved the acoustic version. I do too, and so much so that I really wanted to put that on the album and do both versions. On we there. did though, didn't we? We did. Yeah. Oh, good. I, I remember. I don't think remember. you were ever against it. But you were kind of like, oh, okay, you know. I actually, was, I if I wasn't time, if I wasn't for it at the time. Since then, it's I've grown to love yeah. both versions equally. I really have. I like both of them. Yeah. We we're ending most of our sets like that for a while, or even recently, right? With Bargos? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Bargos I just is think a that's a closer. great. It's a closer. I think that's hilarious. Yeah. Well, it's, you've it, come this far. You deserve Bargos now. You know. <laughs> Bargos. Yeah. It's so weird. Well, it is. It's it's definitely one of our stranger songs because it is one that's much more musically interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because we have a lot of songs that are that definitely rely on the lyrics, and especially older songs like yeah. Procreation uh, yeah. and Lego Man. I think are great examples of of songs that I've written where musically it's not that interesting. Right. It, it just kind of it just kind of goes on to tell to so that we can get all the lyrics in. Right. There. But yeah, Bargos has always been a very strong song for us right from the get-go. Um, and <laughs> Which it, is so weird to it me. It really is, but it, it just seems to be one of those songs that people can really get into, and it's one of those songs mm-hmm. that cements us as not just uh, a novelty. Right. 
because I know that we're not. Well, it's like the we're greatest telling a musicians. story with it, you know. If you listen, it's like it's just well, you're it's, entering into this world. It's another one of those songs really... where all of the uh, harmonies and everything just all came so naturally. Yeah, they did. And it, it even just, the picking, I remember, we figured out yeah, really quickly. It just happened absolutely. Yeah. But, but the the point yeah. is, you know, we have a few of those songs like. Woman's theme embargoes come readily to mind where we all have our parts yeah, and we, we all do it, it yeah. and we hit it and it sounds really good and yeah. people sit up and pay attention when we do that. It's like everything, the universe gels suddenly yeah. when those songs come about. Yeah. It's, it's like we, you know. Too bad we don't have more of those. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those things that, and I think people appreciate that because it's like, oh, these guys aren't just getting up there and singing about stupid well, stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. they aren't just. It's just strange and off kilter enough and then it just becomes on ludicrous by the time yeah you, i mean we're really singing about a dude that lives in water is bitching about starfish not moving well, and the song goes nowhere yeah i mean it's literally it's slice of life he for chased, coral yeah, bardos it's one day in the life but he chases off the scuba divers again because they're trying to <laughs> well, take apart his car he just yells at starfish to try <laughs> and chase him off no i think isn't it is it it's this it's the recording they probably just heard that it actually has the yeah. starfish sounds and everything and he's it's ordering good. them and that's what you move for me Master Burgos. Right, right. There's like a, the starfish. That's, sounds. that's on how to. Uh, oh, that's take right. A he actually gets there. I don't want to ruin that for people. Now. <laughs> <laughs> if you could find that CD. Well, but yeah, so there's a bit on Burgos. Oh, Anything else? Uh, I can't. Say about uh, outside of Underwater Car, like maybe I don't know if you, we have a maybe. whole episode for Burgos. We should probably play that at some point. Maybe we'll make that bonus content. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, release why not? that why not? halfway through I, the month. Please uh, catch us on Facebook, Twitter. Um, send us an email feedback at kamikazesnowman.com we want and to know what you think let us know your thoughts absolutely because you know uh, feedback is good it, it's always interesting to me to hear that there's if there's been some sort of an impact right. on someone you know if they listened to it and it struck something with them they thought it was funny for whatever reason right. we'd love to hear that even if it's something completely ridiculous we'd love to hear what you think absolutely so, thanks again for listening, folks. Thank you. Kamikaze Snowman. Uh, we got uh, our last song here, unless we have some time after it. Uh, but uh, this they will is play even more. Our last song. Uh, <laughs> this is off our, our brand new album called Four Bold Flavors. It's good stuff. Uh, it's a song about a friend of ours. Uh, he's uh, a king, but he doesn't get any respect. So, we thought, hey, why don't. We write a song for this guy. His name is Bargos, King of the Ocean. This song is entitled Bargos, King of the Ocean.
that's not really my name. Try to tell that to a huge-ass whale when he's got a bad migraine. And breathe the air. I'll tell you that really sucks. Scuba divers come down and try to take apart my underwater car. Well, I'll tell you those guys are schmucks. that I was there they were in, they were still in love with him I think if he went back now it would probably be different but so? at the time it was like why did they like him so much because he went there <laughs> oh because he showed up huge huge sign of respect <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> showing up they were like I get that at my kid's school there were they like <laughs> he's just very tall did they say that um well they felt like he has a pretty solid game um you know Basketball game or just game? Oh, it's I like see. Yeah. Bill Clinton. He's indicating. Okay. 
<laughs> Wait, are we recording? Don't are we recording, are we? I might have been. <laughs> I may or may not be recording right you now. You might have done that on the sly, and I picked up on it, so. Yes. Well, I suppose we'll take a moment here now that we've gotten into the conversation to introduce. Uh, we are sitting here with Valley Meadows, um, which is uh, Zach Coulter and Chris Knudsen. Hi. Am I pronouncing those correctly? Yes. Yeah. Uh, also known as MC Tom Johnson and Mr. S or uh, Gary Shinsinski. Shinsinski. I forget how many shins there are. Four to five. That's that's some Goro math. That's what we're talking about there. No, he had extra arms. It depends. Yeah. Mr. S. That's why you just. It depends on how many drinks you've had in you before you get up on stage. Is that? Yeah. How we determine the number of shins? Yeah, it's Polish. Yeah. Tonight, ten shins. That sounds like an album title or something right there. Tonight, ten shins. Uh, so yeah, we are uh, we're, we're sitting here um, in uh, Courtney's Comedy Club before you guys are going to uh, go on uh, the stage later tonight and um, entertain what will surely be teeming masses. Yeah, of, of very beautiful women. Entertain, women. entertain dozen of people. <laughs> dozen of people, yes. <laughs> We'll see. Hopefully more. Let's talk about that, though. You guys do draw the women's, I understand. At least you did the last shit we were at. They were there, for sure. I, I mean, I don't know if... They, they stayed they, for I you, that's for sure. I kind of felt that's like they, hap- they just happened to be there. Well, there was there was the one gal who actually came up on stage and did the oh, sure. uh, the reading with you. Yeah, right. And uh, she, uh, I talked with her later, and, and uh, she was just enthralled by how much fun she had because she was kind of in a bad mood that night and, and just yeah. happened to come to the bar, and uh, she went on stage with you guys and, and had a blast. Yeah, she had a lot of fun. Yeah, we made. We all like, thought like we all thought almost uncomfortable. We all thought it was a plan. Yeah. We thought well, it was I a plan. Well, I thought it was like somebody you knew because she was very uh She, she played the role. It. She was very she into really it played the role. with her body. Yeah. Is that yeah. the yeah. way you would describe yeah. it? Well, yep. Yeah. When we wrote that sketch, it was for it's for an audience participant. But the idea is that it, it should be someone who can deliver the lines flatly because it should be anyone who's just like just right. just reading just words. Right. Lines. So yeah. when someone actually gets into it, I think that's I'm like, okay, but no, don't do that. Just read it like you're an idiot. <laughs> right. Right. Try and read the words. Dial yeah. it back a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, that makes it funnier to me, at least. And I think, but, but I yeah, think she was, she was, she was very throwing like about her it, and, it, and it, it turned out like, well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like borderline, like gave me a boner. Well, there's <laughs> j- yeah. Like her, we her butt went into my in the honestly, skin. Though, many times. Times. I, honestly, though, I thought that was part of the act. I thought you really? could just on command. Do that as part of the act. Well, that is we part of the act. Much tonight, she's just not that part of it. Tonight, she's gonna be here, and it's gonna happen all over again. And you guys are gonna be like, "Come on, <laughs> come on, come on!" I'm gonna stand Jeez. up and call Bullshit. it out. Bullshit! Right, right. Bullshit. Tonight, tonight, we're gonna let you guys pick the uh, participants. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys will use your powers of persuasion. So we pick the one. No, it's no, the not plant her. Again. I thought she's wearing a hat this time. Now we've never met before, have we? Yeah. Right. Um, no, but J.D. Provorce shot video of that, and it's not available publicly. He showed probably, it to us, yeah. He showed it to us, though. And okay. there's actually, there's a, a part of that sketch where where there's there's wrestling to the ground where, where neither one of us can see her right. in the moment. But on video, then it becomes apparent that she's... Like boning both of us from behind. She comes behind us and <laughs> mimics boning. <laughs> 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 
Which is definitely not in the script. Yeah. It's not in the script. <laughs> she was taking a little artistic license with yeah. that. Is what yeah. we're, so you were getting, we're, were you getting like a little bit like, she's getting too into this for this sketch to work. Like, what are we? Well, yeah, I mean, it was, I was a little uncomfortable. It was a little because I was like, well, what am I? It was a little distracting. Like I but said, good. like my, I anticipate someone to just strictly yeah. read that and yeah, not yeah. have a clue, you know, of, of what. Direct and not having any direction of the character or anything. I was amazed and, that somebody went up there and did that. Without yeah, knowing you guys, mm-hmm. I couldn't. Well, I think like she was so enthusiastic about reading it, and she was like, she was really into what we had done thus far, that she kind of came up there with that attitude. Like if the oh, yeah. if her lines would have been about you know, I don't know, just landscaping, she would have delivered them that way in like a sexual, you know excited way. It would have been sexy landscaping. Right. It just so happens that her character that we wrote is supposed to be really sexy. Right. Yeah. Which wasn't too far of a stretch. No, it was not a stretch. Landscaping is not by default, sexy. You You know what I Landscaping is, but it can. Sorry, ma'am. Surveying. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. The lay of the land. If you catch my drift. Dial in that. Yes. Tripod. (laughs) You see one of those guys on the corner just looking through that lens? Yeah. Yeah. That guy's living the dream. (laughs) (laughs) He he comes. He he gets home. There are like. Four geishas there. Yeah, so many geishas. Well, <laughs> what did you do today, Tony? <laughs> well, <laughs> I looked at some land. Surveyed well, tell, it, tell if you more, will. Please. Tell me more. <laughs> well, the horizon was good, horizontal. Huh? As they're handing him like a heated, a heated towel to wash his hands with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Putting some edamame and, and sake. Anyway. Oh, awesome would that be? Like, <laughs> the most awesome. boring job ever just got you. So, the life of a landscaper, I rec- I, I'm calling that now, That's the we're, we're going to come up with that song. It'd be funny if some culture just yeah, vaulted right. that into That's the, the like, just for no reason, just, for some, just yeah. the yeah. landscaper. Well, because you could really pick something. It's like, you know, some cultures, you know, sumo wrestling or whatever it is, you just, we just for some reason decide that that's the pinnacle. You could really, if you could, if we could somehow set up a society like L. Ron Hubbard set up a religion. You know what I mean? Just like, Wait a second. You're saying we can't? What are you saying? Say we can. can. <laughs> and we make the, like, the, right now, whatever's at the bottom, we make that the top. Right? Yeah. What, what would be the bottom? I don't know. I mean, I, I, mean I don't want to offend anyone, but, you know, probably like, probably like an entry level fast food job. Yeah. Right? I mean, I'd like, you know, because like everybody kind of goes through that, you know. Yeah, you're everyone, young, 16, yeah, everyone's 16, you get that 14, 15. Right, right, right. Kind of the lower level. Yeah. Yeah. You, you hear, like, CEOs saying, I started at this fast sure. food joint, blah, 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 got, sure. a, got a job more Or even better yet, like, uh, dumpster diving. Just like, let's go, let's, per- let's go that low. Let's make like, freegan if, sexy. If you're a good, yeah, if you're a good freegan, <laughs> if you're a good dumpster diver, you find the good stuff in every dumpster. Yeah, I think it has to be something that you could that you kind of need to apply for though. Yeah, like, yeah, you kind of yeah. just fall right. into dumpster. Diving. It can't, it can't you never me literally. Out. You never. <laughs> he's been staying alive. <laughs> you fall into yeah. it. You I never like plan on that as a career. No one ever says I want to be a dumpster. Wait, diver are you guys understanding grow. the plan words here? You fall into it. <laughs> I, just comes out of me. Just sitting there on the edge of the dumpster. And Paul then, just whoops. opens his mouth and things fall out. It's uh, I'm a dumpster diver. Now. It's like dumpster diving. Every yeah. so often there's a nugget in there. That's how I approach comedy, really. Ninety <laughs> percent of the time it's just shit and it's rotten just, food. No, but. It's just finding the diamond, burying it underneath all that shit. That's, That's what right. comedy is. Aladdin just 
I'll stop. <clears throat> but we, yeah, the geisha thing, we got, we should. Yeah, that we came decided out. We that. Decided. <laughs> We're putting that in our booking rider from now on. That uh, <laughs> what we want at clubs when we show up, like it's like cold cuts and you know beer and some of the Not usual much. We're stuff. Pretty simple, pretty like, simple guys. But then four, pack. four geishas. The four geishas is going on. If they only have, uh, we'll just see who can. Like male staff, can the male <coughs> staff dress as geishas? Kind of. That might. I don't know. I guess that. No, might I feel like trained geishas. You think? Well, yeah, gay, like a Thank you for that because we're going to clarify the language in the riot. Yeah. <laughs> really clear. You want the tiny feet <laughs> mashed into a tiny? You know, foot binding's optional. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Foot binding is that optional. Pretty much blows also green and ends out of the water. Uh, yeah. Album title. Four I wonder who could actually get four gaishas. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's okay. some. Kanye West could probably get four gaishas. Coldplay. Coldplay. Rolling Stones. <laughs> yeah. I would say. Yeah, I mean. U2. Oh, U2 for, yeah, for certain. They never would. U2. Because they're lead singer. U2, they'd be like, do. only four? <laughs> <laughs> You're you too. Or they'd get the geishas, put them on stage, and then liberate them and send yeah, them out yeah, to yeah, the yeah. world. They would set them out right. to recycle. Like, we found these geishas. We, uh, yeah. we, we decided to take it to Someone told me this is such a this is a super street joke kind of a thing. But someone this dude told me the other day about some some buddy of his was at a show or something. I don't know. You too, Bono was on stage and he was, and he was clapping his hands and he's like. Every time I clap my hands, a child in Africa dies. And somebody in the front row is like, dude, stop clapping your hands. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so back to Valley Meadows. Okay. Yeah, we got off. Let's uh, let's, <laughs> off subject. let's try and focus <laughs> up here. Let's let's have some sort of reason for doing this. Okay. Uh, so you guys, uh, based out of the Twin Cities, yes. uh, if we may, uh, Valley Meadows, real or fictitious? Yeah, we've actually people place. have asked us that. So we need to clear that up we, right now. Is we, that a real or, or, or do we? Can we clear that up? Or I guess that, we should uh, ask. Is that is real. that a trade that secret okay. in our? Yeah, is it is it like yeah, Narnia or is it one of those yeah. things that the stories it's, it's are real like Narnia? The stories can, are real, but they're by facing the east in the morning and <laughs> the names have been changed to protect the innocent. Look, I don't know yeah. what real like Narnia means, mm. but it's definitely real like Narnia. It's real like Narnia. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, that might be a new song. Yeah, I'm telling you, is real like Narnia. Yeah. You're welcome. There we go. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. real. So, uh, a lot of the uh, the songs and things you do, do you base those off of uh, anything in particular, or is that just kind of, uh, you know, whatever you're thinking well, at the time? Well, we've got these two, we have, okay, and to be, you know, we're yes, we're playing these characters who are based on lots of people we've known, and they come from Valley Meadows, and Valley Meadows is like a world to us, and so these are stories that come from there. And that's where our songs—that's what our songs mm-hmm. are based on. Stories that come from Valley Meadows that are true to Tom and Gary. Mm-hmm. So, so essentially, the you know, the, the subject matter is endless because Valley Meadows is sort of infinite. We can make it. You know, whatever, 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 whatever we want. Into whatever we want. Yeah, it's. It exactly. is whatever. But at its core, it's a town in Minnesota. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Not too different from 
where we are right now. Yeah. You know? And I mean, it takes, most of it comes from reality. Yeah. <laughs> is there, is there a black, is there a black student in Valley Meadows? Probably, yeah. There's probably a couple. Yeah, what sure. would, not what, many, but what would happen? Yeah, if, maybe one. What would happen I mean, if Mr. It's, S? It's an integrated town. If that's what would happen if Mr. S came into sub and, and there's a black guy in there? I mean, you know, what would Mr. S? I, I mean, I think I'd be fine. He'd be. I mean, deal I, with it like a I professional. Would, yeah. <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> ah, that's good. <laughs> That's, you know, that's that's uh, that's really fun. That's something that we've found too. Is that creating your own universe? You know, mm-hmm. it, there's so much that you can do uh, within all of that. Right. And, and and people really seem to latch onto it too. You know, I mean. Well, it's we all the time. I mean, it comes up frequently after shows because we, you know, oftentimes we're just introduced as Valley Meadows. We introduce ourselves as. Mr. S and MC Tom Johnson, and then people believe everything we say. Right after that point, they just <laughs> believe everything. People ask me, talk to me about substitute teaching. After we say I have a bunch of yeah, I, people are like, "Oh, but you've been divorced a bunch of times before," right. and I'm like, "I've never even been married." But that's MC Tom Johnson right. has, and right. so right. we just this whole thing. So it's kind of uh, we're in a battle, like a conflict where do we just stick with those characters after a show and just say right. like just say. Yeah, substitute. Like, do I should I just study substitute teaching a little more and just figure <laughs> I was it out? So ask. I can just tell because I, I really let people down. I think when I say I'm not a substitute teacher, I, I, it's a character. People, I can see the like the look on their face, just kind of like just sort of crank, that's crestfallen. Like, what do you mean? One, not... one time I had this happen at a show. And this is a weird tangent, but I had this happen at a show. Uh, I was in a show called I was in a band called the Legionnaires. We're like a dirty country band, and so you know they had me come up because I wasn't able to play that much. But I, I brought this washboard, right? I had this washboard, and I had this wooden spoon, and I'm playing it, and doing this little jig, and I get off, and this girl comes up to me, and she goes, hey, wow, you really played the washboard. Where did you get that wooden spoon? And I go, it's from my kitchen. And she just goes, oh. And walked away. <laughs> right. Like so she, she, wanted, like, she, wanted she wanted you to have chopped story. down a tree. Yeah. 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 Or know. she wanted you to be like, bequeathed really by your grand, grand, grandpappy. Yeah. Who yeah. Was, Never yeah. tell your story, young man. My grandpappy had this spoon. Like, what do you want? You know, what do you want me to say? Yeah. You know, just totally disappointed. I so yeah. I, I, I totally understand yeah. where you're coming from because you feel like you have to like keep up the persona. Yeah. Well, and then you look at guys yeah. like Larry the Cable Guy, right? right. That's their whole. Yeah. That's their whole persona. He'll, they, they he'll get... visit like a hospital or whatever. He's, you know, apparently a really great guy. He'll go and like visit kids who are fans of his as Larry, Larry the, the Cable, cable guy. guy. Yeah, like, everything like, he does. He's Larry the Cable Guy when he yeah. is out. Yeah, that's really and, weird, isn't it? It well, yeah. It, it takes a certain amount of dedication, but it's also a choice. Like, I don't know. I I don't really want to. Gary all the time. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah that sucks, Gary's huh? a very I mean, more so than Tom, Gary's a very specific character and it you know well, it, and it you wouldn't yeah. want to, nobody would want to no, be Gary. Who would want to be Gary all the time? That's kind of the point, is he's a miserable piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Deeply so, insecure. Do you guys find yourselves really small penis. <laughs> Do you guys find yourselves uh, falling into those characters accidentally, like you get off stage and you're done performing. You know, there's obviously the people that that want to keep up the the facade, but do you find yourselves doing that? Do you slip into those characters, playing them uh, as you do, or do you set um, the boundary? 
I, you know, I, I'd actually like to, but I, I don't. I mean, after a show, I'm usually just like it's, done. I want. It's like leaving your day. You clock out. Yeah. And, and and it's not that you. I don't enjoy, love performing more than anything. Right. I like you know after show, but I just don't like. I don't know. I don't like holding on to it for that much longer. I like to, because t- I feel like I'm kind of fooling people in a way. It's just like, let's just let's you, just talk. You feel it's like fun. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean. Yeah. Um, but in doing so, I do disappoint people who just want me to be the miserable, you know, Gary. <laughs> right. I think you should yeah. give it a shot one time. Yeah. I think you should try it once. No, I think you're right. And <laughs> I think you should one, set up. One As time, your manager, I just, I, I, no, no. Yeah, a match.com <laughs> right profile for Gary yeah. and really see it through. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's achieve Kaufman levels of right. of playing this character. Just dedication. The thing I would say is just I with with Tom, who's a less distinct character than Gary. Tom's way closer to Zach than Gary is to Chris, and so it's a little. Well, but one that of the, line gets a little blurred. If if I may, one of the sure. things that I really like is that there are some specific details that are hinted at for Tom. Because we take a lot of time to talk about, yeah, the students don't appreciate you. You know, we, mm-hmm. we go into this whole thing. You're a substitute teacher, but you've got, you know, the, the, the crush that you're uh, always going after but can never obtain. Mm-hmm. And then there's just these little hints that Tom can't ever hold a job. And he has right. so many ex-wives. And there's stories there that we're not getting. Right. And someday right. we will. And exactly. I think, I think right. that's really fun because you have both the, you know, this is all it on the table. We've, right. we've got it. And I'm not yeah. saying there isn't more to Mr. Sure. S than that, sure, but, sure. you know, for sure. the most part, you've got that. And then yeah. there's also the whole thing, someday that's just going to come out. You know, like, right. just in the middle of the song, Karate Kung Fu, you know, you talk about, yeah, my, my ex-boss is screwing my ex-wife. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like, you know. Here we go, yeah. And it's just, it's part of the song. It's, it's not a... It's little yeah. glimpses, yeah. We're glad you said that. It, we, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, we are. Because it is something we, we I don't know, we kind of treasure is having having that character be a little bit held back, and the definition isn't as clear with Tom, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Yeah. And and it could be that what <clears throat> defines Tom is that there's no concrete description. It's, you know it's what I mean? Way like, looser. He is. He can be whatever your imagination right. puts him into. Right? Yeah, that's but like we can also mo- always monster. change it, and we can always you know change Gary too, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, there's a lot left to be said about Tom, which makes it more interesting. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 and it's that's actually really like that's I think the most observant thing anyone's ever said to us about Valley Meadows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Like, in your face, it's also like, oh! I mean, we like to think about like the when you create like a world, when you create characters within that world. Well, like the possibilities are endless and they're ever changing too. Like mm-hmm. every character can change what who they are. You know, even their point of view at any point in time. But you look at, say, The Simpsons, for example, and like the first what five or ten years, it was like Bart is the yep, focus right. of this show. Yeah. And ever since then, it's like Bart's like a, just a bit character mm-hmm. because being that it's a fictitious world and that you can play around, you just move on as the time changes. You know, mm-hmm. and it moves to Homer is the focal point, and and but in any given like, episode, anyone can step forward, and right? And Same with be South the lead Park. role, or any character who's fairly well established can step forward and be like, "Here's something about me you never knew right. before." Right. And it's just true. Yeah, right. you just have to accept that it's true. Mm-hmm. And so, rather than try to create like 
here's everything you need to know about this and just put it out there. That's not what's interesting about stories ever. Mm-hmm. What's interesting about stories is what, what, isn't you, what you don't know yet. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, for the future with Valley Meadows, do you guys envision sticking with these characters you have, or do you guys envision kind of going off and branching off and, and creating more characters in Valley Meadows universe and then kind of expanding on that? Um, well, we have created other characters that we have other people kind of assigned to. Um, if you listen to the album, have, I mean, if you listen yeah. to the album, there's already yeah. Neil, Neil is already there. on there, right? Gary's stepdad, and we actually have sort of an open invitation for uh, anyone, really anyone who's funny or whatever, who like who just wants to create a character within the world. You know, like it's, it's, you know, kind of let it live on its own as as its own world. I, I mean, I. I imagine that we'll probably always be Tom and Gary. Okay, that's what I was wondering. You know, I was wondering yeah. if you guys think, were thinking, yeah, like, think would so. you would, yeah. would would you ever kind of don a different costume and come back on as a different yeah. character in Violet Meadows? I kind of doubt it. I mean, it, I guess it's possible. Anything, you know, we could do anything. But, um, I mean, things have happened it, during shows where we've played other characters. Yeah, well, tempor- very temporarily. Right. But sometimes it's like it, a... what makes it fun is that it's Tom playing a character, or it's, right. or it's Gary puts on a wig. It's not Chris puts on a wig. Gary's putting on a wig, and he's right. playing your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And that, or whatever, you know. Like, mm-hmm. That kind of gets into what I was going to ask based off that is, have you had other people come on stage as these characters and, and represent these people? Because we've heard Neil on the album, but right. are, are you integrating characters into the stage show yet, or is that something you're thinking about doing, or is it kind we of... Were, we were actually just talking about it on the way up, how we would like that to happen. We want... Mm-hmm. We'd like to have more, more people on stage, uh, more characters. Uh, we haven't yet uh, to answer that, but we would like to, and we'd even like to, like I said, we want we want to have like an open invitation for people to create things. And even if it's, if someone wants to create a, a, a band that's in Valley Meadows, if if we're on board and it's fun, that band's gonna do a show with us. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just have the whole. Ideally, in my crazy mind, I'd like the entire, <laughs> I'd like the entire audience to be Valley Meadows characters that we don't even. And that's know. always been I know that's part of the approach. No, crazy, but it's always but like, been, we, you, yeah. we've always come on stage, and one of the first things that Mr. S, you know, frequently will say is that he recognizes some of the people from the audience as former students. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's always kind of this kind of forcing them to be a part this, of this. Like, hey, the this world. is the world we're in now, but it's. Um, and the other thing that's that's interesting about it is not just people creating characters, but us essentially assigning characters to audience members and pulling mm-hmm. them into the world and being like, guess who, guess what, this is who you are now. And that's the sketch we were talking about earlier, that's an mm-hmm. example of that. So it's like, it can be planned and it can also be very spontaneous. You just hand somebody a script and say, go. Is it all right if, if I call Kamikaze Snowman as your antithesis? Like we are, we we would be... The characters that are are your foils, like <laughs> like I could be like like I could be like the 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 super well known like at, loved teacher or something in the school and like yeah. we've, and yeah. it's like and you know and like we're just super slick and everyone loves yeah. us and absolutely because you guys actually play I want to be the villain I want to be yeah. the villain you guys yeah. like, want to walk up and be like well Mister Mister you guys are substituting like once again. You guys are smart and well rehearsed. Exactly. Yeah, but exactly. She doesn't know, and I'm trying to tell her. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm all it. about that. 
I'd probably yeah. still be in high school. I'd probably still be <laughs> yeah. in Valley Meadows. That makes it even better. That you, it would be, you, I'd probably see them with you, too. You, you take, like, the most talented musical. You take student. the most. You're, Maybe you're, you're, like, the you're the music teacher. teacher. You're the music oh, there teacher, you go. And you take the most talented students, and they play in your super group. Yeah. And but it's, they just do whatever you tell them to do because you're in a position of power. <laughs> and you're, and keep, you're very popular. I keep in convincing Meadows. them to flunk their other subjects so they can stay in so school can, and be yes, in my band. Yeah, right. There you yeah, go. Some of them are like 40 years old. <laughs> still in high school. And maybe I was like a real, I was a promising student and I just, I just bailed on high, Now I'm just your assistant in the classroom. I, I don't have a title. I don't have a job. I, like I just come in and help. You're just smithers. Yep. You're just yeah. by his yeah. side at all times. <laughs> you're good. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, so absolutely. Yes, the answer is yes. yes. The answer is absolutely. In fact, if we do a show, because we want to invite you on to one of the sh- you know next shows we do in Minneapolis, that might be the angle we go. That might be really fun. Yeah. To, like set the whole thing up that it's like, you know, here is, you know, from Valley Meadows, kamikaze stuff. Nice. Right. And it's kind of explained on stage for a little bit, and you're kind of talking shit about Gary. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah just talk about how great life is. See, and then <laughs> if we had like a cameo in your set or whatever where you, whatever mm-hmm. it is, where you, you're you trying to foil them mm-hmm. and I inadvertently foil you. Undermine. Which is oh, what nice. I always do. Switch, yeah. yeah. And then, but I don't Change. know I do that. Eh, something like that. I something think, smart, I smarter than I can comprehend the, at this the point. Stati- like the opportunity for like status shifts is mm-hmm. is pretty unlimited, you know. Yeah. And the point I, is that Gary always ends up losing. On the bottom. bottom. Oh. I, except I could totally <laughs> see us having a battle of the bands on stage kind of thing sure. and mm-hmm. it going in your favor. I could you know, see that. Everyone He's got to have his underdogs. day every once in a while. Right. And then you guys yeah. will be back, you know, <laughs> next time. You guys you know. are like, um, you're like, we're uh, better than you. We always will be. Something like, so <laughs> asinine like, like the that. musical Cobra Kai. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that could yeah. <laughs> well, be the exact description because yeah. everyone would get it right there. Yeah. No question. <laughs> Musical. That's just the bio. <laughs> Musical Cobra Kai of Valley Meadows. Sweet to leg. Well, we gotta we gotta wrap this up here, gentlemen. I think we've uh, we've covered a lot of good ground here. It's been great talking with you. Thank Thanks you for so much yeah. for for doing this and, and for coming back to Fargo. Um, I I speak for the entire town. I say we'll have you back anytime. Cool. Um, Thanks, Fargo. He has that ability. Yeah, he actually. I can do he that, has the so official I ability to speak for the city. Nominated. Anybody? <laughs> um, but uh, just to finish up, you guys have just released. A, uh, a full-length album uh-huh. yes. uh, available on compact disc and digitally. And uh, on iTunes, self-titled Amazon, Valley Meadows. Valley Meadows. Which you can search. We'll also, uh, we'll be sure we'll get all your plugs in at the end of the podcast as well, where you're playing and Links what's coming and up. Cool. And, uh, all that good stuff. Um, I just kind of have to take a leak. Yeah, I do too. Where, <laughs> well, do you guys know where the bathroom is? Uh, there's That's a sign that says restrooms <laughs> there, so I'm assuming it's out that way. Past well, your headshot and to the right. <laughs> oh. so, he was fishing for wait, that. So past my past your headshot. So I take a right or a wait, left? Wait, so are you saying that Chris's headshot is on the wall here <laughs> at the comedy club? <laughs> yes, at the Courtney's because comedy club. It is. Head, also, it is. not in the bathroom. Yeah. Let's make that clear. His headshot is not Should be. above one of the toilets. No, or it is scratched in the door. Shopping for a skid steer. They got some pictures of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, Zach and Chris, uh, Tom and Gary, 
thank you again so much. Thank you for yeah, doing the podcast, you. and uh, we'll uh, yeah we'll tell everybody where they can find you on Facebook and all that, and your album, and uh, uh, I don't know how Zach to. Zach really it. has to go pee, man. You got. I really, I'm I really trying to really stretch really this out. Just to, uh, there you go. Right. See how much you have to go pee. Go. All right, I'm going. All right, I'm going. <laughs> cool. Thanks, guys. Kamikaze snowmen. Well, folks, that brings us to the end of another Kamikaze Snowcast. We highly recommend that you check out Valley Meadows at therealvalleymeadows.com. Also on Facebook and on Twitter. You can see them perform live October 12th at the Parkway Theater in Minneapolis at the Big Gay Comedy Show. October 19th at Club Underground in Minneapolis as part of the 10,000 Laughs Festival. October 20th at Vino 100 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. November 5th at the Comedy Corner Underground in Minneapolis with Courtney McLean and the Dirty Curls, and January 9th at the Amsterdam Bar and Hall in St. Paul, Minnesota, also with Courtney McLean and the Dirty Curls. You can also buy Valley Meadows' brand new full-length album, conveniently self-titled Valley Meadows. It's available for purchase at any of their shows, and of course you can get it through the internet digitally through iTunes and Amazon.com. Links are available on their website. If you are interested in watching the Kamikaze Snowman perform, you can catch us October 19th and 20th at ValleyCon in Fargo, North Dakota. We will also have a vendor table at the convention, so you can come by and see us. We'll be roaming around, causing all sorts of general chaos and having a blast. Check out ValleyCon.com for more details on how to pre-register, and we hope to see you there. Do you have opinions on stuff, specifically the stuff that we do? Please send us an email, feedback at kamikazesnowmen.com. You can also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to us on YouTube. For now, though, please enjoy our brand new track, Give Me a Sign.
Give me a sign, girl You gotta let me know that you're here If you don't give me that sign, girl I lose my funding for my TV show I'll have to pack my bags and then leave We're all standing around Waiting for what you're gonna say Just talk close into the tape recorder Give me that Maybe throw an armchair at my friend Steve I'm not 